0: what's good
1: what's going on man we're back
0: well from a long time you see no glasses
1: yeah how does it feel to not have glasses finally
0: dude like it's like crazy like it's um it's an interesting it was a very interesting procedure i'm glad it it went well though that's what counts absolutely man and for a pretty high price too <laughs>
1: of course right you can't forget that when you go for these things that they just basically take everything from you and
0: yeah they probably <laughs> they they, they own your and, uh, soul they own your soul exactly <laughs> but do. you know we're recovering we're moving on here and um it was something i was definitely worried about for a lot of months beforehand but now it's you know it's over here we go and we're ready to rock and roll here.
1: Here's a great one. Would you recommend it to people who have glasses?
0: If you're if you're a candidate, absolutely, absolutely. Now I don't know because here's the thing: I'm not really at full recovery yet. Like peak vision doesn't hit until I think maybe three three to six months wow. after the surgery. So I don't know where I'm where it'll what it'll look like. In let's say January, but <clears throat> I'll say this: if you're looking to save money on eyewear,
1: get that like, so, get that procedure done.
0: Even like even contact lenses, like you, like, and you're a candidate for this, do it.
1: There you have it. Do it. The, Just, was there a time when this is this the thing i don't know if you've you've seen i think it was a final destination four or five when the girls oh get, yeah did you
0: think like of that like when that those was getting, movies are those movies are such lunacy man like you can't even <laughs> if you really based stuff like that off of final destination then you shouldn't even get get in like a car like don't can't even, even don't even, can't even be house. safe
1: in your own house then apparently
0: <laughs> apparently that our computers will explode Exactly, Unreal. But I want to start today talking about the NBA. Then we could do the NFL.
1: The, the Do you want to start with your Nets? Do you want to start with the Knicks, or, or is there something uh, else that you want to start with?
0: Um, we could start with um. Uh, well, we could start with the um, Knicks.
1: Four um, and one.
0: Four and one gritty. Statement win in Chicago against the Bulls nearly blew it. Had a thirteen point lead and then it was kind of it was squandered. But they made the right shots at the end and stopped the Bulls from making you know make making the final shot. Um, this Nick team, dude. Like, I don't know how long it'll last. You would think that with the youth on this team that it should be sustainable, but the contributions that a lot of these players on this team are ha are making is something that we have not seen in probably near like 10 years.
1: Mm-hmm. 2013 Knicks, we're talking.
0: It's the first four and one start for the franchise since, since that 2012, 2013 team. So, you know, that that's automatically a great thing, it is. and it's even more eye-opening because you think about how many years have been in between that they weren't four and one, and just the, and just the horrific starts that they would get into in previous years. But this is different. I mean, Julius Randall last game had thirteen points and sixteen rebounds and nine assists. R.J. Barrett had twenty points. Kemba Walker led the way with with twenty-one points. He played in 29 minutes. And you see in this in the um in the final stats just how kind of you kind of it's not like a pretty wide gap in scoring. People are kind of around each other. Mitchell Robinson had nine points, Evan Forney had 10, you know, Derek Rose had 12 off the bench. Um, and your main scorers were RJ and uh, Kemba Walker, and even your, <clears throat> and even the big stud Julius Randle, thirteen points. He did not lead the way. No, and I think the biggest difference between last year's team and this year's team is that
1: they don't the rely on him completely.
0: Out. Exactly, like they can compensate for an off night for Randle. And I told you this in the offseason, like you know, you were bitching about. Evan Fournier and I'm like dude Evan Fournier is a is a professional scorer he's not a great scorer but he's a professional scorer you rarely have to worry about Evan Fournier when it comes to cold streaks he'll get on cold streaks but it's not like he'll be like he'll go through strings of games where he's not laying down a shot you know, like you don't have to worry about that with him. He'll put the ball in in the basket because he just knows what he's doing. Kemba Walker, massive upgrade from Alfred Payton. Alfred Pay- from Alfred Payton, and you don't have to rely on Derrick Rose giving you a ton of minutes. Derrick Rose only played uh, nineteen minutes, while Kemba played played twenty nine. Like you, like. Like, you can rest the older players, give them their minutes, and still have a pretty solid starting five. Like, there's nothing, like, I'd say the one thing that the Knicks maybe could worry about is maybe closing out games. And obviously, there's always the the threat of injury, because injuries can happen anywhere. I'm surprised Mitchell Robinson hasn't torn hasn't gone down in his, yet. His, yeah. in his knees. He's been flying all over the court and he just been getting back up. But like, Oh my goodness, dude, like he, he just came back from a freaking foot injury and he's still, and he's still flying and talk about Mitchell Robinson too. Like another big man down low helping out Taj Gibson. And when New Orleans Noel comes back, he's just another, he just, he's just another big man. Yeah, that they can rely down low, get some rebounds, you know. Mm-hmm. um, God, Randall, 16 rebounds. I'll tell you this, dude. The Knicks fight for the ball on every possession, offensive and defensive. They, they are do. they are magnetized to that ball. I've never seen so many teams just get forced, get, get, get forced turnover by the Knicks. I've never seen that before. This team forces so many turnovers. It's unreal.
1: Tom Thibodeau's defense.
0: Exactly. Swipe the ball away. You know, blocking shots. RJ
1: Barrett came up with the big defensive play the other night against the Bulls, against DeMar DeRozan.
0: And his defense has been absolutely stellar. It's, It's really remarkable. And I'm telling you, dude, again you went crazy about tom thibodeau tom thibodeau saved this franchise forget leon rose i mean leon rose he brings in players you know but i just don't know what a guy like david Fizdale would have done with this roster
1: what a joke what a joke this guy couldn't coach his way out of a paper bag this guy i mean i'm like sorry if leon
0: rose if leon rose brought in kemba walker i mean is is, is Fizdale playing him
1: Probably not. Is, is is
0: is Fizdale bringing up his best qualities? Even Evan Fournier, like people like that, like are the are people like Fizdale, um, Hornacek, Kurt <sighs> Rambis, Derek? Are Fisher. they Derek Fisher? Are they going to get the most out of this roster? No, I don't think so. So. The Knicks taking a gamble on Tom Thibodeau has really paid off. Even though they got knocked out in the in the um in first the um, round first last round years. last year, you know, they're really they're really making strides. Now, I don't know, again, I don't know how far this will go because the east is stacked. Big time. And man. If you've got rebounders, man, you can beat anybody. You really can. I know they say that that three-point shooting wins games, and that's true.
1: And the Knicks have really upped their three-point game this year, which I enjoy. Like use a
0: 40A and Kemba. Yeah. It's really that simple. But damn, dude, if you can get boards, you are controlling the game. You really are. You could... It's like having a. It's like having a really stout defense in football. If you could get a, a a bunch of a bunch of three and outs, you're controlling the time of possession. You're controlling the field. Mm-hmm. In basketball, you control the floor by getting by getting rebounds. When the opposing team shoots the ball and 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 it hits off the rim. Get the ball and get the and get back on the other side of the court. Let's go. Get back on offense. Start scoring. The Knicks have prospered at that. They have excelled at that. They thought. are always getting the ball. They're always getting the ball. And while they may not have premier scorers, like they're 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 making shots. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, they, I thought that losing Reggie Bullock was going to be kind of like, like like a step back in scoring, but it really hasn't. No, it hasn't joke. been. And, and you
1: know what? I wonder how he's feeling now because remember when he signed his deal with the Mavericks, he said it was a no-brainer. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> well, maybe he thought that he would get more minutes in, um, in, in Dallas, which, you know, I, I respect. Anybody that feels that they have worked their way to possibly get more minutes, go do it. Go do it. But this Nick team is is just really something else in this early going. They really play together. They fight for this coach, which you haven't been able to really say as a Nick fan for years. Since Mike Woodson. That, and, and even Mike Woodson, like they eventually turned on him too. And that was an older team, you know, like. And of course, there was the whole Phil Jackson crap that took oh. place shortly after that and but it just feels like everything's stable. The Phil Jackson era is completely wiped clean. Thank God. The money that's on the books for this, for this Nick team is completely on Leon Rose. Now this is his team. Even the coach that's a Leon Rose hire. Or we should say, um, who's the, uh, who's the GM uh, is a uh, Scott Perry. So there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: But you would say it's, it's, it's um, it's it it's Rose calling the shots, right? You Pretty think much, it was, yeah. I, it could be, I. I'm sure it's some, I'm sure, I'm sure they they uh they have some sort of like 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 system together, Leon Rose and Scott Perry, even um uh uh Worldwide West too, mm-hmm. Worldwide West,
1: <laughs> but Steve Stout, he's changing the culture in there,
0: uh, dude. The only thing that changes culture in sports dude, is winning. So I hope that he understands that nothing you could really do supersedes winning.
1: Have you noticed that James Dolan, and knock on wood here, that he, there has been no James Dolan noise since Thibodeau's been here?
0: <laughs> I think it just goes to show you that when Dolan has people below him that know what they're doing, he's not going to come out. Why should he? Why should he? Like, there's no reason. There's really no reason. But the Knicks are playing stellar, stellar basketball. I, I, I've, I'm really impressed. I really am. I think this is this is a better brand of basketball than the freaking 2012 team, because the because the 2012 team was all about just reliance on on um, three point shooting. That's all it was. They didn't have stout defense. No. There was no way that they were gonna be stopping that pacer offense in the playoffs. They had not no their defense. Youth yeah. on their side either. No youth. They had no answers to big time superstars. They weren't stopping Paul George, Paul George and Roy Hibbert. If they would have beaten the Pacers, they were not going to stop LeBron in, in the playoffs. It wasn't happening. LeBron, D. Wade, Chris Bosh, No, it wasn't happening. Even though they did beat them
1: four out of the five times in the regular season. (laughs) Yeah,
0: regular season when LeBron goes and takes a nap. Like, this this is a different team. And I'm telling you, dude, the ability to force turnovers at the rate that they do is a true key to success. And it's so sustainable because, like I said, these guys are young. And the only real injury-prone guy on the team, I would say, is is maybe Robinson. I think although Randall I think was hurt a little bit last year mm-hmm. but I don't remember Derrick Rose getting hurt I don't remember RJ Barrett getting hurt um I don't think Evan Fournier is 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 an injury prone guy he 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 always, he always shows up
1: mm-hmm.
0: but this is a different this is a different team man and I'm really interested to see how far this goes
1: I am too I'm putting all my eggs in the Knicks basket because my other teams what oh, a yeah, disgrace. We'll just that. like the, the Mets,
0: they just gave up and, the
1: division and they gave the Braves the World Series. And then you yeah,
0: got... And they can't find a freaking president no. of baseball.
1: <laughs> nope. No one wants to That's... even be their president. Who knows who we're going to get as a as a manager coach here. Who knows what's going to go on with this team. Might as well just blow it up right now. And then you look at the, the gang green. Because I'm not going to call them the Jets. I'm just going to call them the gang green. The gang oh, like, green... Yeah.
0: Now, 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 not gangrene, you're talking about the real medical condition gangrene, gangrene that would happen to like Vietnam vets. Yeah. When they, like, like the real, and, it, and it's a real nasty condition too, gangrene. That's why they tell it that that's why they would always tell you when you're at war, and even in Vietnam, to always, to, to, to always change your socks. Yeah. After, because you're walking in like, in like waist high water. In Vietnam, like there's like the, you're you're walking through lakes and you're walking through creeks, and there would be heavy rainfall too, and the mud and the bacteria. Yeah, they always told you change your socks. That was a real thing back in back in Vietnam, and that's where the that's what gangrene is.
1: And the Jets have adapted that name over the years. And not, I don't think for yeah. those terms exactly, but they're just called gangrene. But. I think the Jets have become what you just described and that, that is gangrene oh, under this. Coaching. We'll,
0: get to that. <laughs> we'll get that we'll get to that later on too with the NFL. But so the Knicks are playing tonight against the Pelicans in New Orleans. Um can they keep it going? Make it make it five and one. You know, they haven't really been stopped.
1: Nope.
0: I mean, they had that bad game against against the Magic at home, which I think I think that, that the Knicks were tired from the home-at-home. Um, home. I th- It was a back-to-back, too, I think, right? Was it a back-to-back?
1: No. With they the were- Bulls game? No.
0: Yeah. No, 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 the uh, Magic.
1: The Magic. Yeah, it was a, that was a back-to-back game because the first game, we played them in Orlando. Then we came back home for- and killed them. Yeah. And then we came back in New York and just gave up the game. <laughs> That's gave what I game. mean. That's yeah. the only thing they really need to work on is closing out games because if they work on closing out games and they can actually close these games out, I think the Knicks are a top three team in the NBA. Am I wrong for saying that? I just feel that way. Top
0: three team? Yeah, you're talking about Milwaukee. You're talking about Brooklyn. You're talking about the Lakers, or like the or the or the Hawks, or 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 the Miami Heat. Like I said, we gotta see. As of right now, they're
1: looking like a threat.
0: Oh, as of right now, in the moment, they're playing like they're playing like a like a like a um, like a um, champion right now. Yeah. Let's see where things roll, man. Yeah. But with Brooklyn, boy, was that win yesterday so needed. You needed And my it. God, was that big for Harden, too, because he has been getting a shit ton of flack for the whole beginning of the season. Now, I'm looking at these numbers here. Um, KD, 22 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. Harden led the night, 29 points, eight assists, and eight rebounds. LaMarcus Aldridge, by the way, surpassed the 20,000-point mark last night, had 21 with eight rebounds. It, the scoring in this with this team is different because it's not as evenly balanced. You know, Katie and Harden, they, they both lead the way. And, of course, LaMarcus Aldridge is shortly behind them, but Joe Harris is nine points, Bruce Brown eight, Blake Griffin three points, Patty Mills five. Um it was a pretty nice game, you know, they they again very much needed. Brooklyn's gotta start winning here. Um I think that with Brooklyn dude, I think they're just working out chemistry and stuff like that. I still think that Harden is still right rehabbing that that hamstring. From last year. He, he he could say that oh I had the whole I I had the whole summer to rehab that stuff takes a while it was a freaking grade two hamstring strain that's like a that's like a two month injury so uh, things gotta things gotta really gel with this team you know and it's really early you know people get so like I don't know what it is with sports today but fans are just so Psychotic when yeah. it comes to like or when it comes to like early season losses, like bad starts, like chill. If, if,
1: if you're not if you're not a Jet fan, then you need to chill out.
0: <laughs> I know, but football, but but football's different too because in football you only got like
1: seventeen weeks now.
0: Seventeen weeks, and ugh, I'm not saying that it's good to go zero and three. Like if you're zero and three, you're really putting yourself in a hole, but like it's just different I, I i don't know man like and i see it in baseball like people are going like crazy when uh um uh, when a team starts out like six and nine like dude it's 162 games in basketball yes brooklyn is brooklyn is now three and three after last night but team wasn't going six and out no they were they, they had a they have a really tough early season schedule, man. They started out with the Bucks. They played. They played the Hornets. They played the Heat, and I think that's their only three losses. I'm
1: pretty sure it was.
0: Um, it was yeah. Bucks, Bucks, Hornets, Heat, and then they and then they beat the Sixers. A miracle game in Philly. That was actually a fun game, and they beat the Wizards. And. And they and they beat the Pacers last night. So, you know, we move on. We move on. And the whole Kyrie thing is just hanging over there at the team's head. That's that the
1: glaring issue here is the Kyrie thing. Even though everyone's trying to ignore it in the press conference, And they could and use stuff.
0: that score. Who wouldn't use that score? But I don't know what's going to be the end game here with him. I don't. Either he's waiting for the new New York City mayor to be elected because, because Bill de Blasio is gone. And he's waiting for the next mayor to possibly drop the mandate, which, again, I don't know if that'll happen. Or he could be waiting for, for the NBA to allow treatment to be used on players to mitigate COVID symptoms whereas okay you're not vaccinated but you could take this treatment that's been approved by the FDA hopefully by a certain time and if it's approved then you can then then you can play wherever which maybe that's what Kyrie is waiting for It's possible but the thing is though he is not anti-vax He's just trying to be an advocate for the people that, that they're losing their jobs over over the vaccine mandate. He always pulls this stupid shit, man. Like, he's never – his causes are so, like, out of whack.
1: He's so – he he's he's just a head case. I've said this multiple times. I don't know why any team would want him because he's just such a headache. Like, he's a great scorer. We get it.
0: He's a headache, dude, but, but when he plays, he's – like the best point guard in basketball. Yeah. Like that's what he, like, that's just the truth. That is the God honest truth. Yeah. But his, but his headaches are just so frustrating because it's like, you could be playing right now. Like and we could, not- like, we could have won the games against the Hornets and we, and we could have beaten like, like the Heat. We probably wouldn't have been the Bucks at home and on opening night. But we could be in a, in a better spot. Except instead we're doing these weird causes like Jesus. Like when the George Floyd stuff happened, it completely rattled the entire world. But he just goes off for two weeks. More than two weeks because of it. He needs time off.
1: You know what it is? I think he just doesn't want to play. He just wants to play the, the playoffs, and that's it. He doesn't want to play. This isn't a guy who, who whose heart is in basketball. Because if he was, he'd be out there like everyone else playing every every
0: night. I don't think. Yeah, I I don't think his heart really is set on basketball much either. But but then but then why why do these people get into this game?
1: I have no like, idea. Like you really
0: don't see this in any other sport, dude. Nope. Like in like in baseball. There's are, there are so many players that are on major league teams that just flat out don't like baseball. And what I mean don't like baseball, I mean like they're not gonna go home after the game and sit down and watch a game Dodgers, Padres, the, yeah. the freaking West Coast game at at 10 o'clock at night like they're not like they're gonna be like they they, they treat baseball as their job. job it's a passion they enjoy doing it but they don't they're not taking the extra step to really appreciate the game like for instance Derek Cole of the Yankees adores baseball adores it studies up on the history of it loves it a rod was the biggest baseball fan you could find a rod would a rod when he was done playing the game uh when the yankee game was over he would go home and then he would watch dodgers like whoever or the giants playing whoever on the um uh west coast he had a friggin uh, uh he had the friggin baseball package like he loves baseball mm-hmm Derek Jeter was somebody who was not the biggest fan of baseball. The only baseball that Derek Jeter ever, ever liked was the game that he was playing personally. He only cared about Yankee baseball in the game that he was playing. He didn't give a rat's ass about the Cubs no. or the Rockies or the angels or the freaking Cubs. He didn't care. Two different personalities, man. But baseball is different because it's like it's a marathon, it's a brotherhood. Like you're with your teammates, you know, it's a different vibe. Basketball, plus, you got plus another thing too baseball is run by owners, not by players. Basketball, completely run by players. Kyrie Irving, if he wanted to freaking move to Italy or freaking Taiwan. Next year, he would do it.
1: Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be be surprised.
0: I'll be there next year, but I'll be in Taiwan. Like, I I, buy my house in Taiwan. Like, they they don't, like, they don't care. Nope. LeBron James got a coach fired in Cleveland. He had beef with the, he had beef with the general manager. Like, uh, and this is why, like, I wish people just really understood the tactics of players. They're not going to be like controlled by billionaire owners no. or by GMs or by coaches. And that's where I think the big difference between the Nets and the Knicks are this year because the Knicks love their coach. And Tom Thibodeau was perfect for the Knick job because he needed a young roster. Tom Thibodeau could not work with with, with vets. That's why that whole thing in Minnesota was a a complete disaster. He couldn't work with Carl Anthony Towns. You think Carl Anthony Towns has taken flack from Tom Thibodeau? And this is another thing too. And this is why Steve Nash was hired by Brooklyn. Because Kyrie and KD were not going to get coached. Steve Nash is not calling plays. No, he'll draw something up because he, cause he's a freaking hall of fame player. Like he knows the game, but he's not out there talking about, Oh, well I'm building a system on defense. He's not. Oh, shit. Not like Tom Thibodeau. You think that KD is going to be taking advice from Tom Thibodeau? Get no. the hell out of here. <laughs> KD would look at Thibodeau and go, Man, I'm frigging the best player in the entire world. Like, <laughs> get out of here with that shit. Like, oh, well, we got to, like, start, like, uh, fighting for the ball. It's like, it's like shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> in frigging post-game press conferences, dude, they're asking KD, what does this team need to do to get better? KD, he's a player. They ask frigging LeBron the same thing. It's a player's league. They'll ask Frank Vogel. They'll ask Steve Nash. But they really I, I really think the media is getting the bulk of their answers from the players from from the players. I think I really wouldn't be surprised if if the media takes KD's word before before Nash. Yeah, probably. Like, that's how it is. The Knicks, it's different. They're going they're going to Thibodeau. They like talking to Randall. They'll talk to RJ Barrett, but they're not going to take their words. They're not going to be like, oh, well, you know, Randall said that, you know, the, 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 the team's got to do this. Oh, no, but Thibodeau said that. No, they're going with Thibodeau. Yeah. In Brooklyn, it's different. KD is king in Brooklyn. KD is king. That's his franchise. Steve Nash is a freaking figurehead for players. He is a player's rep, he's not a coach. He's not a coach, no. And I love too, and, and the difference, and here's the thing: since they started starting Bruce Brown, I and, and Nets defense was 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 pretty good yesterday. They only gave up uh, ninety eight points. I know in the early part of the season, um, fans were pissed off because Nash wasn't putting in Bruce Brown, and Bruce Brown is is a very good defender. But I think in recent games, he has been playing him. So keep it going, please. But that's all I've got to say about basketball. That's just where these two teams are, man. Should so we shift we'll
1: towards our... Is oh, it time? Yeah. It's time yep. for Gang Green. <laughs> One in five. What a brutal loss to the Patriots last week. Mike White is now the starting quarterback. Zach Wilson goes down with his PCL injury two to four weeks. And now here we go here we go again the same thing that's been going on as a pattern since 2011 another just terrible loss of a season except the
0: difference this time is dude the coach and gm are are, the coach and gm are locked in they are locked in
1: the the owners have officially came out and supported these guys just like they did with gates and they were wrong about gates and i don't and, and I hope they're not wrong about Salah, but right now it's looking like it is. It don't even get, I mean, Joe Douglas, I think he's been a disgrace since he's gotten here. He really hasn't done anything to improve this team and it's showing and the papers are finally going after him. But I think you were right about this coach. You're looking right so far. You were always leery yeah. about this guy and look what's happening now.
0: He's very rah-rah. And I told guys, I told people from day one, don't let the press conference like sway you. Don't let, the, don't let the press conference do that.
1: All gas they're, and no break.
0: All gas, no break. It's, yeah, all gas towards the freaking cliff and yeah. they're about to fall <laughs> off. That's what it is. Let's look, at the, let's look at this Patriot game. Mike White did better than Wilson. Yeah. Mike White was 20 for 32 with 202 yards. He threw two picks, but, like, 202 yards? I mean, come Imagine on. Imagine if dude. Mike
1: White is the actual star quarterback for the Jets. We just find we'll, this we'll,
0: out. We'll, He's. But we'll, we'll find out Sunday, and I'll be there too to see this to see the great Mike White. Who was it <laughs> that told that, that told the media? It's Mike White, man. That's Mike White. Who was that? Was that Moore? I. I uh, uh, Elijah Moore that said that.
1: I don't remember. Was this Somebody, had to be during a preseason game, right?
0: Some like that. He told he told the media that. Look at these It's Mike White. Like, like he was really repping up Mike White.
1: Imagine and then Wilson just becomes our backup.
0: Oh, my God. Well, no, that would never happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, they have too much invested in Wilson. Mike White was a freaking fifth round pick from Dallas back in back in 2018. He's not somebody that just like came out of nowhere and like in like last year's draft or was like this undrafted rookie it's nothing it, it's nothing like that he's been in this league but he hasn't played really he's a he, uh, he's a backup he's a backup he's like freaking he's like freaking um uh, who was that guy from the giants he backed up eli for years Nassib? uh ryan nasib yeah same shit uh, there's and how about th- this this is unbelievable unreal <sighs> Michael Carter 11 carries for 37 yards everything up the middle he averaged 3.4 yards what a disgrace and,
1: and, and you're not what? running into the well you're running into the Patriots defense but you might as well just be running into Greg Van Roten and Connor McGovern yeah they because they, these
0: guys yeah because they don't do jack They don't do jack.
1: How about not scoring any points at all in any of the first quarters of of these games so far? How about the defense? This is Robert Sala. He has his highly touted defense in San Francisco, but doesn't bring it over to the Jets despite all the injuries. We get it. But he had injuries on the Niners, too, and he was able to just cover and make something out of it. Where he's not doing that here. And we're not one interception in any of these games. Not one.
0: So the Jets have not had a pick all year what a real testament to those to to, to that secondary you know (laughs) i mean oh my goodness gracious um i'm just looking at the defense yeah there's no interceptions none ashton davis marcus may brandon eccles um bryce hall bryce hall i love to have the, the moment John Franklin Myers gets paid, he doesn't want to play football. Yeah, anymore. He, <laughs> I love that. That's something I, I was
1: worried about. I was he, worried he, about that. I he said, came that up dressed for
0: Halloween, he dressed up for Halloween as, as freaking uh Muhammad Wilkerson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he dressed up as and Wilkerson.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's given his best uh Mo Wilkerson impersonation by not playing after getting paid guaranteed money. So, like but this run game is absolutely atrocious. I mean, uh, uh, Elijah Moore did score a touchdown on a rush. It was a a 19-yard run play. He scored for a touchdown, big whoop. Corey Davis, he had a touchdown last game. Um, Michael Carter had the most um, receiving yards, was 67. And right below him was freaking Ty Johnson. Who were these people? And here's the thing: <laughs> hey, you were talking to frigging Ira from uh, Staten Island a, a last this past week, and I and I listened to to a good chunk of it. And he said that the frigging wide receiving core, he's fine with it.
1: I'm not fine with it. <laughs> I mean, like, I get I'm what not you fine. And, and Corey said. Davis isn't a number one wide receiver.
0: No, Corey Davis on a good team is like a number three at best. He's number 3. I mean, I think Ira is, is just at the point now where he just like accepts what's on the, what's on the roster. I think Ira has no confidence in this GM at all. I heard in his voice when you were bringing up that that, that that the Jets have two first round picks and banking on Seattle being horrible to get that other first round pick in a um high slot. Yeah. He was like I was like big whoop because I don't have any faith in, in this GM to, to make a good draft. Pick. No.
1: And, and, and can we put all the blame on him already? And, and, and if you think about it, is it the GMs and coaches? Because it's the same revolving door, McCagney, Idzik, Tannenbaum. It's the same, even though Tannenbaum did bring some positivity to this team. But where is the GM? and Is it the GM and coach? Is it? Or is it some other form of personnel? What is it that this I think you I think can't that- get it together?
0: I think you could put more blame on Douglas than you can Sala.
1: Yeah, he hasn't done anything. I told you this in the last free agency. This guy is the worst GM in the league. You can say all you want about Gettleman. But Douglas, at least least Gettleman will spend money. This guy is so cheap. He's, He's horrible. He's the worst GM in the league. And I don't want him to go out and spend like McCagman on just overpaying these players. Get great players. Like I said, pull off a trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Pull off a trade for a wide receiver like Stefan Diggs. Where is that? You didn't do that for Zach Ertz. I wanted him in the worst way because we need a tight end. Kraft, yeah, or Croft, yeah. whatever his name is, isn't getting it done. This isn't a a starting number one tight end. And Ryan Griffin has just totally disappeared.
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened to Ryan Griffin. Yeah. Man. You this bring guy up Griffin? was
1: exploding in his first season on the team with the Jets with Sam Darnold. But then he just – he got paid and he forgot how to play be- be-
0: oh, football. <laughs> he, he forgot to play football. You know, you're yeah. damn right. You're damn right. I mean, like, this wide receiving core is just not like – I mean, yeah, Corey Davis – and Corey Davis – um Jameson Crowder Elijah Moore uh, the, horrible why is Denzel Mims like low on the freaking depth chart still i really hope on sunday when i go that i that, that i that i see some mims like yeah. get on the field please
1: yeah mims had, was the <laughs> only bright spot in some of these games cuz everything that's thrown his way pretty much catches and they're not easy catches this guy no. is saying, I'm ready to get on this field. And you know what's really messed up about the whole Mims situation was that he was praised as this, as basically the number one receiver for the Jets. Last year, if you recall, yeah. Mims was the guy.
0: Yeah, but they but they let the whole, oh, well, he, he can't play um, uh, special teams, so he can't get on the field. Like, what does that mean? Like I get that, like you're trying to build a system with your receivers and they and and they have to know special teams, but you're you're trying to win games if he knows the playbook, get him out there, yeah, get him out there, get him out there i don't like I don't get it at all, and Braxton Barrios too, like I like Braxton Barrios I don't. I think he's more—he's more of like a punt returner than he is like a actual starting receiver, which is fine. I mean, you need your Andre Roberts, people of the world. You know, yeah. I wish who, we who, we, who
1: we let go to the Bills, by the way. Another fumble. Yeah.
0: Here's, and here's the thing I, like, so Quentin Williams and Quincy Williams, different people. They're they're brothers. See, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah.
0: I did not know that. Quinnin is the is a um is a defensive tackle. And Quincy is 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 a linebacker. And Quincy's been 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 showing out too. He has been. He's been very good. Now, did they did they draft Quincy or or did they like sign him like as like as like undrafted or something f- like that? I I feel
1: like they signed him undrafted. I'm not 100% sure on that.
0: Quincy Williams
1: C.J. Mosley and Gerard Davis come yeah. back this week off their injuries, though. That's, that's an upgrade. C.J. Mosley and Gerard Davis, they come back. That could help. Yeah, that could but, really help. But does it really? Because they, they can't score.
0: Well, C.J. Mosley can is a, is a boost on defense. His presence out there counts. You know, Gerard Davis can definitely help on offense, too. Oh, Quincy Williams, he played in the league. Uh, he was with the Jaguars last year, okay. the last 2 years. And then, then 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 the Jets signed him. So he is so this is so this is his third year in the league, Quincy Williams. He has one sack and three forced fumbles. Ugh, I mean, it's okay. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's pretty much it.
0: Uh, and the offensive line, it's still George Fant, Elijah Vera Tucker, McGovern, Greg Van Rotten, <laughs> Morgan Moses at right tackle. Like, that's, I really hope that Mike White is ready to run for his life.
1: They got to change this whole lineup again next year. This whole line, this whole offensive line. I think another should, change. Uh, yep. They should reevaluate the receivers again. Because Davis is not the answer. I think Crowder is going to be gone. Braxton Barrios is, we just, we have to come. This is why Douglas is going to have to go. He's signed a six year deal as the, the GM here. He's already almost, I think he's almost reached the point of them the being in the middle of his contract, I'm pretty sure, almost here. And this guy has not brought any bright spots to this team. I can't name one great move that he's done. What has he done besides draft Makai, Beckton, and Wilson? Or just he just fell to, to his lap.
0: Not not anything. Not anything. He hasn't re-signed uh Marcus May. Nope. That whole that that whole contract extension thing in the offseason was a complete joke.
1: He fumbled Robbie Anderson's deal.
0: Yep. Like and we'll see where this quarterback is in three years. Because we know that he's hurt. And that's such an indictment on those refs, dude. And, and the entire NFL should be like ashamed of that crap. The fact that you have a Patriot player flying at a quarterback and hitting him low in the legs, first off, that's, that's a penalty. And number two, you're talking about protecting players, but yet you're not penalizing people that do that. No. Helmet to helmet and the legs. Those are big no-nos. Can't do it. So when somebody doesn't, you know, throw a flag, what are you like? What are you preaching here as a league? Because if that happened to, is if that happened to Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, flags would be dropping
1: or, like balloons.
0: Or freaking Josh Allen, three flags would be flying. <laughs> three, they, every ref would throw a flag. Every all the refs throw a flag. but i don't know man i i don't know what this gm really has the ability to be proud of i guess you yeah you, you can say makai Becton. but if makai Becton is one of those injury prone players that's not that's not something to be proud of that's not a, a, an accomplishment like it, Horrible. there's there's no there's no big time trades or even like trades that like weren't big time when they were first reported but like you see you see the positive impact that that it brings to your team when you make it like like small trades or a small free agent signing where you're like wow like that guy that guy really paid off signing this guy that that was really smart where where is that yeah where is that I, I oh my goodness well here's the thing joe douglas was brought here by adam GaSe. that's already strike one <laughs> it is strike one yeah you allowed a freaking nutcase in adam GaSe, to pick the to pick the general manager so already he's behind the eight ball. And I and you know what? I wanted Joe Douglas to have his own off season, a first big off season. And he didn't have his, it. his 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 own draft, which he had. He's had two. He's had two drafts. And has it been two off seasons or has it been just one?
1: If you count two drafts, it's gotta be two off seasons.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hasn't done anything. And-
0: hasn't really done much horrible hasn't done much
1: Worst are in the league
0: you can maybe really make a case that like mccagnon could have could have had a more successful gm tenure here than douglas
1: yeah because remember he built the fitzpatrick's the fitzpatrick team that yep. didn't make the playoffs but at least it was an entertaining
0: team didn't he sign decker or was that um or was that Idzik? That was Idzik.
1: Idzik signed Decker, but then McCagnan went out. He brought back Revis, Cromarty, He signed Marshall. We signed a bunch of players with him. But then as the years went by, you just started signing. It was horrible. Just, it was horrible. But at least he had a
0: 10-6 Hey, you know what, dude? A 10-6 a, a and six year for the Jets? I'll take it. Like that's And that was, of course, the um, Fitzpatrick all-time year. Yeah. <laughs> he was the best <laughs> quarterback in Jet history. Like, that's that that that's what it was. It was. And people really are banking on the fact that they think that Salah is is as bad or possibly worse than Gase, which they I are. think is ludicrous. Because why? Because friggin' Gase went went six and two in the final eight games of the year in his first year, and they finished off seven and nine. And you know what? Is that Salah could still do that. <laughs> Salah can still do that. There's people that are saying that the, that the Jets could possibly win on Sunday. That they can beat the Bengals, which I don't know how.
1: I don't see. I don't know where they're coming with that.
0: I don't have any clue how. How is that possible?
1: It's going to be a horror show on Halloween. And you're going. Because,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll be going. I'll be seeing how things how things turn out because it's –
1: Maybe you could go for pregame, and you can go watch Salah run up and down the bleachers in the stands. You'll probably
0: will be running up and down the bleachers <laughs> because, first off, it's it's not just Joe B. I'm most I really want to go to the game to see to see Joe B. at quarterback. I want to see Jamar Chase. The Bengals. They have they have Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. Um, they've got a they've got a lot of firepower, dude. A lot of firepower, and they, um, and they did, and they did a lot to their offensive line in the off season to, they to did. protect the quarterback. Um, dude, drafting Jamar Chase—talk about paying off!
1: Something that but, did a move the Jets would never even make.
0: Well, like I said, dude, with Sam Darnold. If they would have kept Sam Darnold, they were there at number two,
1: they would have got Kyle Pitts,
0: and Kyle Pitts, or Jamar Chase, and the rest would have been, you know, the, the rest you would have had to interpret in your own mind how Darnold would have fared with having a Jamar Chase or a Kyle Pitts on his team.
1: But we see how that's going to Carolina. He's got McCaffrey and all these players around him, and he was benched on Sunday. So my testament was right. Well, McCaffrey
0: didn't play. McCaffrey's hurt.
1: Well, I meant this season, but, you know, he's he's still not thriving with this team.
0: No, I don't think so. He's benched. (laughs) There's a reason why he's benched. He shows flashes, and that's what his career has always been. And there's nothing to it. It's always what
1: could be, and it never is.
0: Exactly. So that's the thing with the Jets. Um, the Giants are playing the Chiefs on Monday night in Kansas City. Not really that lopsided as you would imagine. dude. No, the, Chiefs the Chiefs three are three and four. Yep. Like, so I don't know. And I don't know the spread of this game, too. I'm going to NJ.com. Did NJ.com have have the spread. Um, oh the giants are still a uh, the giants are a, a 10 point dog which makes which yeah it's it's just it's just reality they're in arrowhead still the chiefs mahomes is still playing you know they still have their cast of characters out there um yeah the giants are the giants are um a 10 point dog but i think that you could definitely take that bet you could have the you can have the Giants getting get getting the 10 points
1: you could and you know what it's it's more enjoyable to watch the Giants right now because at least they're in the game whereas the Jets they're just why am I going to waste four hours of my life which is tomorrow's Halloween if I was you I'd be sitting at home watching the the fear fest marathons and stuff instead of watching that ho- real horror at the freaking Lands. yeah <laughs> or MetLife MetLife
0: no yeah, Lands same yeah. thing but we'll see what happens, dude. But so let's um end the show. You say you want to talk about horror movies.
1: Yeah, because it's it's the season. It's the best time of the year. Forget Christmas.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: It, it's the best time of the year. Fall. You have sports kicking in and you can't forget about Halloween in October and just all the the horror movies that take place on these TV stations. But these TV stations have been abysmal this year. If you look at AMC, sci-fi, and Freeform for these reasons, AMC, I'll throw it at you, not showing enough classics, and they're repeating the same movies. How many times do I have to watch 13 Ghosts in the Final Destination Marathon? Like, can we stop with that?
0: They've been doing marathons for like a specific day throughout the whole month like they'll have a final destination day
1: that's been like three holiday days. Day.
0: yeah <laughs> i mean it's all about what movies they have the rights to show or they have deals to show yeah like i'm i and i've never seen 13 ghosts before so i can't really attest to that movie um obviously it's always tradition the weekend of halloween there they always show a halloween marathon it's been doing that for years
1: yeah which is necessary um, but then you gotta and you know what they should stop with the rob zombies stop with the resurrections just show one through four
0: <laughs> no, really. I, I would just though show one through through h2o
1: yeah you could it's,
0: it's i wonder it's, does it's, halloween h2o no, um, Halloween does Halloween, eight, does Halloween resurrection. Um, what is it? Um, acknowledge four, five, and six. I, I I don't think it does. I don't
1: think it does. I'm pretty sure it only acknowledges either one, two, H2O. And, H2O,
0: and That's it.
1: Yeah, or it could just be one H2O and then resurrection. These no, timelines are so screwed up. It's it's. They are. It's unbelievable. It's like, they just like, let's create a new Michael Myers movie. Just have a minute and write a storyline, but don't connect anything. It's just insane. And that's what the new I, ones are doing.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think that here's what I think Halloween goes in. I think it's one and two. One, two, um... Although four five and six does connect to one and two because they do reference it like being 10 years after. Mm-hmm. So like, but also you could separate four five and six as like its own trilogy in a way.
1: You can. And it's just one and two. And then I do, I do enjoy three, even though three has nothing to do with Michael Myers. I do. It's a decent film. But one and two is the ones that make the most sense to me. And if you don't want to acknowledge Halloween two, if you're a Halloween two hater, and which I don't think there's too many of them, just just I guess you could just base Halloween off of just one film.
0: I wonder does 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 John John does John Carpenter even really like Halloween two? No, he didn't direct it. He, I think he was just kind of forced to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, he he did, He doesn't like the whole brother sister storyline at all. But you know what, man. I hate the new ones like these new. Well, hold on a second. Well, I I do, but Halloween 2018 is far more superior than what I just saw last Saturday in Halloween kills. If you, if you care about the franchise, don't see Halloween kills. It's horrible. Those are the words I'll put it in. If you want to just see Michael Myers and it's not even the true shape, of what we get from the originals where this Michael Myers is basically the Rob zombie, Michael Myers in this Halloween kills. The kills are gruesome. It's like a Rob Zombie movie.
0: And don't they like don't they like show his face too?
1: Very little. They like shy away from it, but it's not like what you're and expecting. Like, it's not like Halloween 1 where he takes the mask off and you see his face.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and that that brief time you do. Or worse. The worst Halloween movie, probably worse than Resurrection, is Halloween 2 from 2009, The Rob Zombie. That's not even like that's uh, freaking abomination yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's just this big just this big lump guy with freaking like a beard horrible yeah. took the mask off and everything and was like talking
1: yeah looks like something out of deliverance please like
0: what like and then they had like his mother spirit like doing some crap like when you saw that movie were you like this is this is a freaking abomination. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Because the only Rob Zombie movie that I like is House of a Thousand Corpses, even though Devil's Rejects is, is a decent film. I'm just a big House of a Thousand Corpses guy. And he should stay away I, from remakes.
0: Yeah, I was actually just I was watching Halloween five. Oh, on AMC? Morning. Yeah, it was on AMC. Yeah, a- I had um, that on too. Halloween five is just is just like a a a continuation of four. In a and there terrible really way. <laughs> yeah, they really and there really isn't much like sense behind it. No. They did not have to do the whole Jamie like connects with him mentally like telepathy crap. They didn't have to do that.
1: No, it was horrible.
0: Horrible. But, but, but I think it's how it was the Halloween franchise's attempt at adding substance because a lot of 80s horror had no substance whatsoever no i mean nightmare on elm street they tried they tried with dream war dream warriors is actually a really good movie it is dream child yeah no (laughs) uh, dreamed what was for
1: the dream master
0: dream master i don't remember ever really seeing dream master
1: it was okay. It wasn't like Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors is the best sequel in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise by far.
0: Even Nightmare 2 is like is what like, is this? That's yeah, that,
1: that's not that's not a great sequel to me. It, it really isn't. I think the best sequel the best sequel to me of all time is Halloween 2. You can make a case for Scream 2. You can make a case for Psycho 2. Child's Play 2 people love but i love
0: child's play too i like that's where jason really comes in yeah um but yeah man like halloween they wanted to add some substance they wanted to do the whole telepathy thing with michael myers and jamie lloyd it's like why why like uh, what is this doing like
1: why complicate this any more than it is
0: and that the the, the character jamie lloyd never didn't even talk throughout the whole movie until towards the end for some reason yeah for some reason she just like knows how to talk yeah ever noticed that yeah the whole beginning of the movie throughout the middle she's just like she's just like like there there's no words coming out like she's almost struggling for words then towards the end she's talking as if it's like normal like, like like normal, like what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> no reason, there's no explanation. I think Dr. Loomis is in five is a little bit too much. I really think they i <clears throat> I'll say this. I've never really said this before. I think that Dr. Loomis's character got got completely butchered as the series went along. I think Halloween four's Dr. Loomis was probably the peak. The peak and the end. Halloween one and two were brilliant. Um, Halloween five was just too much. It was just like, oh, where's Michael? Yeah. Like freaking like just running around like like a freaking madman.
1: <clears throat> I'll tell you what though. What I enjoy is the Turner Classics. Even they have very slack this year. Turner Classic, classic black and white movies from like the 60s, 50s, and and even before then. Nothing beats them. Like to me, those are kind of the the most eerieest films because just the way there's the
0: some weird Frankenstein movies that are like you know, there's the original Frankenstein, there's yeah, the from Bride of
1: one. Mm-hmm.
0: there's the Bride of Frankenstein. Isn't that considered like the like the um the um direct sequel?
1: Yeah, The Bride of Frankenstein is a direct sequel.
0: And then there's these other Frankenstein movies.
1: Are we talking about where, the color that are in color?
0: No, I'll look it up.
1: Um, is it these Hammer films? You know the Hammer films, right? What's the Hammer films? The Hammer films are like these films. I think, I don't know where they're, I think they're the British films. And they take place during the 50s and 60s, like The Curse of Frankenstein and... The, the oh yeah,
0: there's um "Son of Frankenstein," which from 1939.
1: That's a Universal monster. That's a that's another sequel of it, I guess you could say, to the original Frankenstein.
0: What's Frankenstein created? Frankenstein created woman from 1967 as Peter Cushing.
1: That's a that's a Hammer film.
0: What is that? But it's it's British, right? Yeah. Yeah, Peter Cushing played Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars. That's how yeah. you'll know. But And he got that just- role
1: based off, I believe, when I, I I've heard someone tell me this. I don't know how true it is, but he got that Star Wars role because of his work in the Hammer films, <clears throat> such as the one about, you just mentioned.
0: How about Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed? destroyed? Yeah. <laughs> That's a hammer. But like what are Hammer films? They're just
1: they're culty British films, pretty much. They're, you'd have to watch them. I mean, that's when horror was considered just cheesy, and the the genre was looked down upon during that time.
0: Yeah, that's freaking Baron Frankenstein, not yeah. like Doctor, not not not, not Henry Frankenstein, yeah. Baron Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, I want to see if the, if there's more. Oh, there's a oh ton. my God, there's a ton
1: they have their own um, mummy they have the the, the i think it's a movie called the reptile the curse of the werewolf the curse of frankenstein which i mentioned before how about
0: how about well there's the yeah you said the curse of frankenstein the evil
1: of frankenstein
0: the evil frankenstein there's um there's lady frankenstein from 1971 starring joseph cotton as baron frankenstein Jeez. um house of frankenstein from 1944
1: that's a Universal that's- Monster sequel.
0: Yeah, that's Boris Karloff as Dr. What's... As... um A deranged scientist escapes from prison and recruits Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and the Wolfman to get revenge. What is that?
1: Yeah, that's... I'm not the biggest fan of that one. I, to me, the, the best ones are the originals. The Wolfman, Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, The Mummy... I mean, the, the sequels that I do enjoy the Universal Monsters, I'd probably say are Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, The Bride of Frankenstein. How and... about The Ghost of Frankenstein? No, I'm not, in, I'm not into that. <laughs>
0: that's Ludwig Frankenstein. That's <sighs> that's uh, Cedric Hardwick.
1: Yeah.
0: What is this? Yeah. And Bella Lugosi was in this movie and he played um, Igor. Yeah. The Ghost of Frankenstein. Like, what is it like? I, I feel like they were just trying to profit off, off of the name.
1: If, um, you, if you see it, man, the, the trend started early on in, in Hollywood, if you no, think about it, with these horror yes, sequels, the,
0: the Evil of Frankenstein, The Horror of Frankenstein from 1970. Dracula versus Frankenstein, 1971. They had Lon Chaney Jr. playing, playing a guy named Gropen. You got 3.6 out of 10 on, on free and IMDb. Horrible. Dracula was played by Zandor Vorkov. What are these movies? Frankenstein's Daughter from 1958. Why? Like, were these even in theaters? These sound like they should even be in a freaking theater. Yeah, no,
1: I don't even know. These movies are so horrible. But I mean, we we can't and then of forget. Course,
0: then of course, there's young, there's young Frankenstein from 1974.
1: Mel Brooks
0: with, with Gene Wilder. Gene that's now that's a classic. That's an that amazing. is
1: <laughs> horrible.
0: Uh, uh, but uh, uh, you were saying what?
1: Horrible. But besides that, I think Turner Classics that he, <clears> he should be showing more. At Night of the Living Dead. The original one was on last night and i enjoyed watching that as that's a must see every halloween and and you actually enjoy the remake you you're a big advocate for the remake it,
0: i've seen parts of it with um with tony with tony todd mm-hmm. it's good how do, about do you, the original day of the dead from from 1985
1: that's a good film
0: i heard that george A. romero couldn't stand the um the um 04 remake of, of dawn of the dead
1: I wouldn't be surprised that is that or is that twenty eight days later but when the zombies start just sprinting?
0: No, that was uh, Donald the the dead. dead yeah, four. that, yeah, they're zombie. They're like sprinting. Yeah, I'm like, what is that? That's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> they're running.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable!
0: Unbelievable is right.
1: But some of these films, uh, these marathons, have to get better. Like sci-fi, I'm calling them out right now. Stop showing Harry Potter in October. That's not you. Shove it down our throats every 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 weekend. Can we take a break just during the month of October, please? And uh, the let's talk about f- freeform with Family Guy showing Family Guy. Not enough of the, the oh Family yeah. Well, Channel. they
0: showed the Simpsons. They showed that they showed the um, Treehouse, Treehouse of Horror movies yeah. from the Simpsons because Disney owns the Simpsons now and they own Family Guy.
1: Yeah, horrible. Like the I mean, Simpsons I don't mind, but Family Guy it's just it's too much. It's too much. They need to show more of the Adams family, Adams family values. They're not showing the main Sleepy Hollow. I don't think they showed Sweeney Todd or Dark Shadows this year either. But they're not showing it. But Fear Fest, it's got to get better, man. And it's just the countdown to next Halloween already for me because
0: it's. You like the Nightmare Before Christmas?
1: That's a that's a that's a hit film. That's a classic that's an
0: excellent film. movie. And now you can show in H- Halloween and Christmas time. Yeah. Um they're showing on Sunday night for on Freeform, they're showing the um Maleficent movie with Angelina Jolie. Oh wow. Um and obviously Hocus Pocus. I um, they they didn't show Hocus Pocus much this year. No, I remember years ago they showed it like like Every five days a day. Yeah. That was fun. I love I love Hocus Pocus. A classic. That's a Halloween staple.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you like the 1978? dawn of the dead the original dawn of the dead classic it's george a romero Mm -hmm. again he didn't he couldn't stand the remake
1: yeah and i don't blame him i remakes should just be outlawed at this rate because remakes just
0: they they kill them can can, can we name a great
1: remake what is a great remake that did something better than the original i I,
0: maybe you could say uh night of the night living dead it was it was modernized it was updated
1: I don't know. Me, I'm such. When I see that original one, there's nothing like it. Just the.
0: What is it that you think? of it. it, it,
1: Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think the the remake did better than the original for Night of Living Dead?
0: Again, I think that it's probably one of the better remakes made. Um. You can maybe say that Rob Zombie's original Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween from '07, it's not better.
1: No, how no. wrong.
0: But it's modernized as a gory horror, which if you're into that, that's your movie. But, yeah, but I don't know. There's so many movies out there for Halloween time. You're not.
1: You're probably not going to even go see Halloween Kills. They'll probably kill it for probably you. Probably
0: not. Probably not. Yeah. Um, Don't I even got no need, money. dude. I got no need.
1: I will tell you this. People the Chucky love- series is pretty good.
0: You know what? You I've heard a lot of people say that.
1: I'm not lying. That's I wouldn't good. lie to you. <laughs> that's
0: good. I'm, I mean, that's good. You know? I think that the failure of the... Scream TV show is why we have another Scream movie coming out. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. <laughs> and it's Man. just called
1: Scream. It's not called Scream 5. They're doing it just like Halloween where the 2018 Halloween is just called Halloween.
0: But at least they're bringing back the original people.
1: Yeah, I'm curious what they're going to pull off because there's no Wes Craven involved. Mhm. No Wes Craven and nah, he's gone. Who's the killer? Like that's how it watch is it every be time.
0: like, watch it be like, uh, watch it be Dewey this time. <laughs> they finally did it.
1: <laughs> they finally made Dewey the killer. Yeah. Horrible.
0: Oh, man. Man. but another Halloween in the books. We're moving on to the Thanksgiving time. And then the holidays, the holidays start on Monday, <laughs> November 1st. Boo. <laughs> I'm already in Target. I was in Target last night and the Christmas stuff was already being put out. Halloween shelves were already being put to the corner. Ooh, it's happening, dude! It's happening.
1: I can't stand Christmas. I just can't, man. Like I'm just not. It's just I'm. A, I like Thanksgiving and and Halloween. Like I don't. I don't um, enjoy dude, Christmas. i will
0: the complete opposite. Christmas is my number one. Thanksgiving is two, and Halloween I always put it at like at like the bottom. I can't stand Halloween. Why? I like I I like Halloween movies but i just can't stand like like people like jumping on scaring you like get the hell out of here oh come on halloween movies are great that's my one thing that i love but we'll see what next year brings we'll see when that scream movie comes out how it is and we move on from there yeah so but i think it's time let's do the socials you go first. So my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-96. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-96. Mm-hmm.
1: You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Real Max, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. Again, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. I just started my own TikTok as well at the Real Max. Again, you can follow me there, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A X. You can check out all of our previous episodes on this youtube channel sports and hip-hop with dj mad max as well as the websites maxrcoghlan.com m-a-x-r-c-o-u-g-h-l-a-n.com m a x c o u g h l a n as well as any podcasting platform that's out here out there iheart radio apple music spotify stitcher if you follow any podcasting platforms the tony and mad max show we are there under the sports and hip-hop with dj mad max podcast we are there
0: perfect all right, guys, hope you enjoyed the Halloween season. It's coming to an end. comes yes. tomorrow. Happy Halloween, people. Be yes. safe. Wear a mask if needed, and please.
1: I'm sure people get... will be wearing a mask tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. But please, get vaccinated, please. And also, it's time for booster shots. Get yeah. them if you're eligible. Please, be safe. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. So long.
1: So long.